This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and it's a Thursday. Uh, we're digging out here in Pittsburgh, and, uh, well, yeah. the Steelers uh, having their first quote-unquote official practice uh, for the uh, Bengals game. They had to release an injury report today. Okay. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did not practice uh, today. That's uh, Today Probably is a – Thursday's a Wednesday. Thursday's That's a Wednesday. how you need to right, look right, at right. this if you're if you're wondering why why wouldn't Ben Roethlisberger practice today. Well, Thursday's a Wednesday. He's going to practice probably Friday and Saturday. He'll practice Friday and Saturday. Yeah. They got him the extra day of rest. I'm assuming the the offensive line was all off yesterday. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, that's how I'd handle it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but – the other guys who did not that well, Joe Hayden was a full participant as well. That's great. That, news, yeah. yeah, he's going to be back so he's this week. Out of the concussion protocol and ready to roll. Well, I don't know if he's officially out yet. They oh, may not right, test yeah, him. They, they typically do the testing for that on Saturdays. Okay. So Maybe this week that they do it on yeah, Sundays that'll. Even, right? But if he's if he's practiced, yeah, he practiced yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know that for sure. On the, other than the fact that there were pictures of him practicing. So moving along as as you want though. Yeah. These are all good positive. Uh, but James Conner did not practice today because of a, the quad injury. Uh, Kevin Dotson did not practice today because of the shoulder issue, and Sean Davis is dealing with an illness. But again, remember, this is a Wednesday. This is a Wednesday, you know, yeah. So when in doubt, you don't play him on a Wednesday. Um, you know, Dotson's obviously a concern. You know, there was some optimism around that, but uh, this isn't optimistic, obviously. You know, it would have been great to be like, oh, he practiced in full, great. Again, but th- this is not uh, a game against the Bengals, not necessarily the... I, I don't... I'd rest both of those guys if, we had, if yeah. it's questionable. I mean, if, it, if, it's a, if it's a situation where, well, we could play them, but we they might, you know, extend the injury or, right. or something or like that. Or remember, you have a short week against yeah. the Colts coming Yeah, you're coming out, out of this. Right, right. So if, if, if it's a situation play, where, you know, you can rest them mm-hmm. and not play them because, on Monday night or, right. quite frankly, the Bengals um, – they don't rush the passer all that well. No, Geno Atkins isn't playing. Geno Atkins is not playing. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they are. This is not. Dunlap's gone. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, they, their front seven. Well, their D line looked okay. You know, on paper early in the year with their moves. Now it's down to not much. I mean, it's okay. I guess it's still the strength of their defense. They have a couple good defensive backs as well, but they have 15 sacks this year <laughs> as a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T.J. Watt has 12. They have 15 as a team. Right. I uh, read today, and I remember saying this the first time Cincinnati came, they played, I guess they came to town. If you add up sacks and turnovers, the Steelers are number one in the league. Correct. And they still are. And since he is number 32 in the league, as they were last time they met. Their total um, on that is, I believe, uh, I want to say something like 19. They have like 19 19 sacks and turnovers. And turnovers. I actually have that handy here too. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm looking at because I know you sent it to me uh, earlier in the week. Um, yeah, they're, I mean they're third. They're dead. Seconds. They're dead last, and the, the team who is second behind or the, has the second fewest is like twelve away from. Like it's not even close. And here's the numbers here: the the Steelers are averaging a league high five point four sacks plus takeaways per game. 
The Bengals are averaging a league low, 2.1 sacks plus takeaways per game. That's a huge discrepancy. I mean, in terms of big, monstrous plays generated on defense. And, oh, by the way, are... The, the the Steelers are first in the league in sack differential. You know, in terms plus thirty four, plus thirty yeah. in terms of uh, how many sacks they allow versus generate themselves. And <laughs> Bengals are last at minus thirty one. They're as bad as the Steelers so there's are number one. Essentially, like a sixty five sack <laughs> right, difference right, there. Differential <laughs> in terms, of, yeah. I mean, that's huge. That, I don't allowed. know. You would you would be hard pressed to find one bigger than that. At any point in the season. At any point in in the season, in any year. Exactly, exactly. Obviously, it's the biggest you can create right this second. Because that's the thing. I mean, they have 15 sacks, but they've allowed 46. It's a big number. And they used to throw the ball a ton when Burrow was out there. Now their quarterbacks are really bad. They've scored 50. Since losing to the Steelers, it was Mm -hmm. 37-10, including that game, which Burrow played. Yes. They've scored 50 points in their last five games. Without Burrow. They had Burrow for a half. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, but this streak started against the Steelers, right? And 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 they played they played Washington the next week. He got hurt in that game, but but they had nine. I think they had nine points at the at the half in that game. He he got hurt early in the third quarter, and since then, yeah, they had nine. They lost twenty to nine. I think it was like at the point where he got hurt, it was like thirteen nine or something like that. Yeah, rings a bell. Um, It was a close game at the time. I remember right. Since then, they've scored, and, and this is basically in three and a half three-and-a-half games now, uh, they have scored 31 points oh. in three-and-a-half games. And one of those touchdowns was on a, re- a kickoff return. <laughs> yes, that's very true. I mean, th- th- this offense is not going to challenge the Steelers' no, defense this I, week. I think that's I, – I, I feel very confident saying that. I don't, ca- I don't care if the, if the Steelers started all their backups I still this think week. they keep I them still under think they, 14, yeah. Yeah, let alone with, all, with their guys. Um, I think that's really a feather – Here's what they tell. How about this? Cat. Offensively, total yards the last three games: one fifty-five, one ninety-six. They had three oh nine against Dallas, and we know how bad Dallas's defense is. Yes, that was that's their high water mark. They moved the ball a little. They moved the ball a little. They still scored seven points. Seven points, <laughs> really bad. Real quick, back to the uh, the sack differential. The thirty-first best team, the second worst team in the league, is minus 19 in sack differential. They've been sacked 19 more times than they've created. Well, the Bengals are minus 31. You're like, they're a distant 32. Right. (laughs) They have no pass rush. No pass rush. Don't pretend. The linebackers are are bad. The linebackers are bad. They've been bad for five years. Yeah. They give up. It's 4.7 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Cool. Now, I know people look at this and say, well, the Steelers, they only average 3.7 yards per carry. But their, their running backs are actually averaging 3.9 yards per oh, carry. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you take, if you take out – now, that, that, that takes away forward. from end of rounds, which Ray Ray McLeod has, has broken a couple of those. Yeah, and that's part of the running game. Um, but it take, if you take out the kneel, kneel downs, essentially – I see what you're saying. There's, okay. 20, there's, there's 21 kneel downs in there that really skew, skew that number quite that's a, a bit. That's a ton, right. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. 21 kneel downs, that's a – I mean, they were winning a lot of these they games. They a lot of the games game. in the yeah. at the end, and that counts as a rush. And, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't even count that. I mean, that definitely skews a rushing dude. It's got to it's got to count somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you, where you know, but it, it, it does hurt your yards per carry average. So when the we say the Steelers, now let's the, the running game has not been good. No, we're not. I'm not pretending that game, it no. has been. But when people say, "Well, the Steelers are averaging 3.7 yards a carry," their 3.7 yards a carry is different than say, I can't even think of who they're tied with, but it. Um, 
like Jacksonville. If Jacksonville's averaging 3.7 yards a carry. Yes. They don't have any kneel downs in there. That's what they're averaging. Right. <laughs> and there's also stretches late in games where they were winning, where everyone in the world knew you were running and you're yeah. down the clock. It's a little and different. It's a little different. And again, 21 of those carries go you use a race. That makes a big deal. Yeah. And this isn't a feather in the Steelers' cap, but they don't have a home run hitter. Like, no, they don't. Like, they don't. No. You know, I mean, even when Lev Bell was cranking off big yards per carry, he didn't have any super long ones. Yards per carry is not the best stat. There's a lot of people out there that are not believers in yards per carry. Yeah. I'm starting to kind of come around that I'm not as much either. The other, well, uh, and I saw this stat as well. Um, the Bengals are last in the NFL in runs of 10 or more yards with 15. Hmm. The Steelers are actually second to last with 17 runs okay. of time. But the Bengals are – so the Bengals' running game is also dreadful. is worse than the Steelers' running game. Oh, and by the way, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. They're lying. Or, or line. You know, Jonah yeah. Williams, their left tackle, is done for the year. Yeah, he's he's their best. Yeah. I mean, no Burrow, no Williams, no Mixon. And they weren't that great to begin with. Right. Right. Again, this – it, it it does show that Burrow, to me, is a legit guy. I mean, without much practice, and their offense was respectable for a bit. Without him, it's been by far Putrid. the worst in the league. Putrid, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Wow. Uh, and so, I, you know, this will not be much of a test no, for, this, for, for the Steelers. The Steelers' defense, I don't know. I'm not going to say they're going to give up 100 yards in this game. We're 150, but... I mean, they could be thrown against prevent and the... Fourth quarter too. I yeah, mean, a lot of that could be situated. I don't but know. So this, to get to ten points. To me, offense. for the Steelers, this this is a perfect game to get some stuff right. I think so too. Because you're not going to be challenged defensively. So if you if you take some shots and, and something gets intercepted or you you know you you, you can it, afford maybe an extra turnover that you can't against yeah. the Colts for sure. Take it takes you, you know this is a time to work on some stuff and mm-hmm. you, you never want to go into that game into an NFL game thinking that. But this is a situation where you can. I think so, too. I mean, and of course Tomlin would never say that. The coordinators would never say that. But I bet behind closed doors you have those conversations. It's not, boy, we got to be really careful against this guy or this blitz package or, yeah. boy, third and long, they're super dangerous. We can't get in that situation. I bet they're really saying, well, you know, we can take a couple shots downfield, see if we can get that deep passing game going. Let's work the, the intermediate over-the-middle areas that we haven't. Um, let's see if we can get a running game going. If we come out two straight series and run it 75% of the time, what happens? You know, yeah. can't, you know let's, let's see if we can do Because if we punt, it's not a bad thing. If we punt, it's not a bad thing. And all, we can always call an audible. If all of a sudden you're losing 10 nothing. Get out there and do what you do best. Boy, you know? be, that would be shocking. I, I just I, don't see that. This I, is I, I a, just think you can't allow a big te- play on special teams. Yeah, this is also a game, if you look back at the first time that these two teams met, uh, Roethlisberger threw for 333 yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 6 for 116 in a touchdown. Whatever his over-under is this week, I'm betting the over. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he has drops, I think they'll just keep feeding him. Like, they need him to... Swing his way out of his slump. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is also a game. You know, say. Chase Claypool four for fifty six, but two touchdowns. But two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I mean this this is a game. This is a get right game. It really is. It really. And they yeah. need it. Yeah. The, need and it. this is a team that needs to get right. They need to get some some of their uh, some of their swagger back. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know that can go a long way. So much of. You know, I keep hearing. You know, we talked to both coordinators today, and we'll hear from Randy Feigner later later in the in the show. Um, but they're talking about if you think about the Steelers' practice schedule, or you know, since essentially since that game against, uh, you know, against the four the, Baltimore, 
you know, you, you go back to the to the uh, the game against Cincinnati. Oh, okay. okay. You played Cincinnati on a regular week. Then you played Jacksonville on a regular week. Mm-hmm. You 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 smacked both, both of those teams back. around. Yeah. But then it's the game against the Ravens, and all of a sudden now it's just, you know because that not got moved a million yeah. times. And right. Then it's Washington, a game that that got moved around and in Washington it, didn't. Right. They get the in Washington and didn't. Yeah. And then this game against the Bills, you know, it's your third game in twelve. This matters. They're yeah, getting a, you know, the, getting a full week of practice in. I think makes a big difference. The guys over at Steelers.com asked me to write a short paragraph of keys to the game, and I didn't mention the game at all. I just mentioned take the week to get your bodies right for practice. You know, be your best self. Then, if that means more time in the weight room, fine. Less time in the weight room, fine. If it means rest, you know, this is a a veteran coach that has a great pulse of his team, that's one of Tomlin's strengths to me. And I think he will have a very good idea of, should I push him a little harder to get more physical or should we take a step back? I mean, that's, probably you know, that's back. why this week that, you know, Tomlin's talking, right Tomlin and Roethlisberger are talking about uh, physicality and, and everybody just assumes, well, that means they're going to put the pads on and they get a, they had pads on last week. Mm-hmm. Last Friday, they put the pads on. You're only allowed to put the pads on so many times. Not I think right. it's three times in the last six weeks of the season. So they were not going to go padded practices every day this week. That that's that's silly. Well, being physical on Thursday and Friday might mean you're less physical on Monday. Correct. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's more of a mentality. Right. I think it's a mentality that you know this one a thousand times better than me, but it's become very obvious when I've been this close to the team over my career. There's some weeks that things get stressed from the top. And it trickles down from Monday to Tuesday yeah. to Wednesday. You hear an assistant coach just say the same thing and hear that same catchphrase that Tomlin said, like, ah, yeah, or Ben says it, you know, like we had him on yesterday. And physicality is one of them. But that's for, not about practice time, though. That's challenging these guys. Right. Hey, people are saying you guys aren't physical. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll right. show you. I want you to hear it every day yeah. from people you respect that have been around and have won a lot of games. And because Kevin in the front office have drafted physical players, it's not, you know, they have it in them. You know, not right. every player does. They have it in them. Um, but the other thing, too, is, well, if you want to be physical, if you're an offensive line and you want to be physical, well, don't have high pads, don't be fatigued, be rested throughout the week. Right. So when the ball snapped, you come off low and hard and you drive that guy onto his back as opposed to huffing and puffing and being in pads all week and you don't have that same oomph. And know? whether or not to me, whether or not you're in the shot, you know, shotgun shouldn't matter. No, I don't think it matters. You're either driving a guy off the ball or not. It's not a matter of, well, they need to get their hand in the dirt and drive this guy. No. 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 That's, that's not today's NFL. They need to find a 250-pound back that runs a 4.8 that can't catch and a Put the fullback in the game. And, and, yeah. Right. This isn't, this isn't 1982. No, then you're not going to score any points and you're not going to win. Right. You know, you'll beat the Bengals, but you yeah. won't beat the Colts next week. That's not how that. you beat the Chiefs. You no. know, people say, well, you need to run the ball to beat the Chiefs. You don't just line up in a... In, you know, in a in a power package and beat the Chiefs, you got to score touchdowns. You got to score touchdowns, and that comes. That's how you beat the Chiefs, right? You, you know, the Dolphins points. were were winning against the, the the Kansas City. They were being the more physical team. They were doing some of these things, but they didn't score. But they didn't score, right? You know, right. you were beating the you Chiefs to the punch, but you didn't yeah. score at the end of those things. Zone. You pay, you turn Patrick Mahomes over three times. The Chiefs, but you got to score. We'll we'll give you an eight eight minute drive where you end up with three points. Take it. Yeah. Fine. 
Okay. They don't care. Doesn't matter. It's not enough to beat us. Yeah. We're, we're going to beat you in the end. You have to turn Mahomes over and score. Mm-hmm. It's you know you getting the you just turning him over. Okay, we'll get the next one. And you going to taking the ball to midfield and punting. Well, okay, that doesn't do anything. It's not enough against those guys. No, it's, it's enough against some teams. It's very much like playing you know the Patriots when they were at the height of their powers. Like mm-hmm. okay, you know Brady wasn't going to turn the ball over that much. First of all, but if they punted, they didn't care. I know very little about the NBA, but I've heard the. Kansas City Chiefs Golden State Warrior comparisons. Like, boy, they lost the turnover battle by a million, but they hit a super high percentage of their threes and they fast break, break you to death. And, you know, they just have so much scoring power. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, the way you beat them is scoring points. It's, you know, in, and you hope your defense gets enough stops. And that's the misconception with Tennessee, too. It's not just Derrick Henry, three yards in a cloud of dust. That offense is taking shots. Yeah. You know, they're an aggressive. They're great in the red zone. They're good on third downs. Tannehill's average depth of target is deep downfield. They got receivers that are good after the catch, and they exploit some single coverages because of Henry. But it's not just we won because we ran Henry up the back forty-five of times, thirty times. Yeah. yeah, right, right. You know, with a fullback, doesn't right. work like no, that. That's no, that's not how. It, Again, it's all gotta, complimentary. You got to score, and that's the name of the game. And, and you know the. The real weakness for Tennessee is their their defense can't stop anybody. They can't stop anyone. They yeah. don't rush the passer and they can't get off the field. Yeah. I mean, what's amazing about Tennessee and plan on going here, but you would think they would be near the top of the league in time of possession. They're like at the bottom. Right. You know, third down D is terrible. You know, they don't rush the passer. They don't create any big plays. And the offense holds up its end of the bargain, gets first down to first down. They still lose time of possession battles. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Mel Kuyper updated his uh, big draft board. Mm, nice. We're getting into that time of year. I know we're, we're almost to conference championship games and bowl oh, yeah, games, yeah. Or whatever that means at this time of year. So we'll give you some names to keep an eye on here as we get into that so right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, Mel Kuyper has uh, updated his big board. Not that Mel's the EPL. No, but he's very that. dialed in. Yeah, I've been I around mean, Mel and know, know Todd really well, too. I think he did his recently, too. So. Yeah. Um, the season. Speaking of Bengals, it's draft season. It's draft, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will give you an idea. You know, again, we don't know where the Steelers are going to be picking at. It's going to sure. be somewhere at the bottom. It's going to be after 20. Yeah, it's going to be after 20. And so, um, you know... Start looking at okay, who's going to be available when? You, yeah, you're starting yeah, we, to learn the names though too. I mean, you got Notre Dame, Clemson on Sunday or right, Saturday. You got you know a lot of these 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 guys are going to be uh, prevalent going forward. Senior Bowl rosters have been announced. If you didn't know it, you'd think it was a normal year. Yeah, uh, as of right now, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the the number one Hardway, guy. Yeah, he's going to be a Jet. I don't know that he's all that though. See, I haven't studied these guys to no end, but I've been super impressed. I mean, he's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not. 
Is he that much better than Josh? I, like I've watched Josh Fields a couple of times. The, Fields the Ohio- is really good too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, is it? Is there that big of a difference there? To to me, I don't know that there is. Yeah, I think that's a different question. I think they're both pretty. awesome. I think they're both really yeah, good. Right, yeah. yeah. Mel's number two guy is Panay so- Sewell. The He's going to be the a offensive Bengals. tackle from. Yeah, he is Walter Jones esque you know, superstar tackle prospect. Oregon. Every mock draft. What's that? He's Oregon. from Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Every mock draft you will read, I promise you, is going to go Jets, Lawrence, Jags, Fields, Cincy, Sewell, and right. Plug him in at left tackle, hopefully forever. I mean, he's an Ogden-like prospect, and then you move Jonah Williams to right tackle or guard, and then all of a sudden you got something. No, you know now I mean? you got yeah. two guys. You if, got assuming guys, right. Jonah Williams' injury issue isn't like a long-term. Sure. And and he has gotten hurt twice now uh, since in the NFL. Maybe they sign a guard in free agency yeah. or something, too. I mean, the line's fixable with that situation. They get Justin Fields. He has uh, Mel has Great. Justin Fields third. Okay. And, you know, I think, he, I think he's still developing as a passer. Mm-hmm. But he's good enough there. He, oh, yeah. I mean, his his escapability and uh, he's exactly what you're looking for, right? In a quarterback prospect, in my eyes. See, I kind of look at Jacksonville and think they'll be kind of fun next year with that group of receivers and him, and yeah. their line's not horrible. You know, I mean, that's something to build around. I mean, I, I say he and, struggles as a passer, and he's completing seventy eight percent of his passes. Yeah, and he doesn't turn the ball over. No. I mean, he's pretty darn good. Uh, number four is Devonta Smith, the uh, wide receiver wow, out of that's Alabama. Really high for him. Yeah. I mean, I get it, I guess, but most people don't have him as the top receiver. He's not—he's not real big, you know. No, he's six-one-one seventy-five. Those guys, guy. yeah, those guys don't typically—you know—you you want something super special there. Mm-hmm. But he know. does everything well, yeah. from what I understand, and the little I've seen of him, he just makes play after play after play. Good returner as well. Uh, amazing. They're going to have four receivers drafted in the t- in the first round over a two-year period. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, another school that does a lot of that is uh, LSU, and he has uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver mm-hmm. out of LSU, number five. He opted out this year, but yeah. most people have Chase as the clear number one. He's a little receiver. bigger. He's a little thicker, more physical. More yeah. prototypical. Yeah. Number six. I mean, he was better than Justin Jefferson last year at LSU. Yeah, yeah right. So, there you so go. That's pretty good. Uh, number six is uh, he has Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. He's a freak. He's another one that opted out, but he has size galore. He was an edge rusher in high school that they switched over and has really come along extremely well. A rare linebacker prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven uh, is Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. I guess he's having a phenomenal year, too. He's a little thin, uh, 6'6", mm-hmm. 239, more of the receiving type. But I heard yeah. somebody saying he's like... Gronk and Randy Moss mixed together, which I hate the Hall of Fame. Like, oh, yeah, like wow! Then he, if he's together. if he's Gronk and <laughs> Randy Moss mixed pick. together, he should be the first overall pick. Yes, yeah. Like <laughs> I hate that's one of my pet peeves. Like, so who's this back remind you? Ah, uh, Jim Brown. <laughs> and, and Barry, yeah. He's a cross between Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah, and Jim Brown and Superman. <laughs> We're gonna take him. We hope we get him out of the, out of the top ten. But he's long and lean. Yeah, and he's a tight. Yeah. He scores a ton of touchdowns. Uh, number eight, Jalen Waddell, the uh, mm-hmm. wide receiver out of Alabama. He's more of a uh, you know five ten one eighty two, more of a jitterbug type. Fast, yeah, yeah, really fast. Another. He got hurt. He hasn't played. His season's over. He yeah. got hurt early in the season. But he averaged twenty two point three yards per catch in four <laughs> games. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, number nine, he has Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, mm, the kid out of Notre the kid Dame, the inside linebacker out of Notre Dame. Six two two twenty. He reminds know. me more of a Derwin James than a Bush or a Roquan Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that line between safety and and it's very kind of like an Isaiah Simmons yeah. almost. You very know blurred. I mean? 
He'll be that guy, you know, at the combine this year. That, oh yeah, 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 right. And where are we going to play him? I mean, that's a bit of a challenge for yeah. people, though. Really. You know, is, is, does he if he runs a four sub four five? Oh, he, we could put him at safety mm-hmm. if he's you know he's four five to four six. Oh hell, he's a linebacker. He's a nickel linebacker yeah. and an every down guy. And yeah, I mean, it's a good situation. Uh, number ten. This guy is just bolted up Mel's board. He is not rated before in his in his rankings. Mm. Davion Nixon, the defensive tackle out of Iowa. I just know the name. I mean, I will say I like I like what Mel does, and I've I've been getting his books since I was six years old. Yeah, yeah. But I do know a Mel trait is he likes to be first on these guys. So when it comes to draft time, he can be like, "Remember back in December, I was the first one to tell you about this guy." I don't know much about him. You say he's a defensive tackle? Yeah, 6'3", 305. Uh, he's got five and a half sacks, 13 tackles for a loss. I mean, he kind of, okay. you know. The, the one thing I will say is a lot of these top 25, 32 lists, very devoid of defensive tackles this year. Yeah, and, yeah, and that will get shortage, you, that, right. that will move you up the board quickly yeah. if you're the best. If you're the best, position. right, right. Yeah. I mean, some teams that absolutely need it. And it's it's going to be interesting, too, this year, I believe, with, with you know, the opt-outs, like, I think you opt towards the guy you played recently. And Kevin Colbert said that, you know, when, when he was asked about that before the season, like the guys who have more recent tape, I mean, you have yeah. to, you have to like balance that against these guys that didn't play. I, I mentioned the senior bowl. Some of those opt out guys are playing it's be in huge. the senior bowl. Right. So it's be at huge least for you them. see them play some football before yeah. you draft them. Uh, Eleven uh, is cornerback Patrick Sertain, the second out of uh, Alabama. Bama, yeah. yeah. Six two two oh three. Um, Total package. I mean, man cover guy. Dad was the first. Got the NFL bloodline. Right, right, right. He's the kind of – I bet he goes earlier than that. Just first corner off the board usually doesn't last that long. And then there's a kid out of Virginia Tech, too, that's all sparly. Number 12, he has Jaleen Phillips, a defensive end out of Miami, uh, 6'5", 265. He was not ranked before. I would say he's also skyrocketed up boards, too. Had a really good year. Because the defensive end everyone was talking about at Miami was Rousseau, and he opted out. He's like a 6'7". Condor, and this guy <laughs> stepped up big time in his place. Uh, Farley, Caleb Farley, who you just mentioned, he's he the number thirteen. Another again, another big cornerback, six two two oh seven. Right. I mean, these are the kind of guys you want out there to deal you, with. Deal with the Chase Claypools of the world. Exactly. Exactly. Press band corner, long arms. Like, if you saw lists before the college season kicked in and before the opt outs, a lot of them had him as like a top four or five prospect. Yeah, he was right huge. there with yeah. Sewell, you know, Penny Sewell and those guys. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen. Zach Wilson, the quarterback at a BYU. Oh yeah, yeah. I, um, I bet he goes way higher than that. He could. I, I question some of the competition that he's. Big they time. haven't played anybody. Not anybody, right? Um, he's very twitchy. But there's talent. This is kind of like the Jim Brown conversation. Yeah. But he's in the Mahomes mold. Yeah. You know, he's a little bit shorter. He's a very twitchy, balanced athlete that makes things look easy. You know, um, and everyone's looking for that, of course. You know, but he's also a true junior, which. Wow. I mean, you, you could get some, some bonus years out of that. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. about him. Uh, number 15, this is a guy that's kind of risen up the boards over the course of the season. That would be uh, Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. Mm, that one surprises me. And you look at him and you go, okay, is is he any good or is it just the fact that he's got two top 10 receivers <laughs> that he's throwing <laughs> yeah, to? Right, and right, an offensive right. line that you know probably every guy off that offensive line is going to be drafted. Exactly. And a star yeah, running back. Totally and, loaded. Yeah. And right, and he was not on early lists. You know, right. So I, I think he's more. This sounds horrible, but he's more McCarron than he is Tua, you right. know, in terms of just ability. But there's a lot of talk that he's a late first. I mean, 
I've seen him mock to the Steelers at 30. I've seen him mock to the uh, the Saints at the, at the end of the first round. Sit him down for a year. I don't know that he's a real high ceiling, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the ceiling is Trey all Lance high. Trey Lance is usually ranked well above And he's him. number 16. Okay. Uh, six, you know, he's, he's, he's a really tough eval, though. Again, much the same way that when you're looking at, at the situation uh, with the BYU kid, mm-hmm. you get to look at the competition. Right. So Carson Wentz is old school. Yeah. And Carson Wentz hasn't helped him at, at all no, this year. No, I guess year. I wouldn't now. You know, I mean, and this kid, well, that conference or his school opted out. So yeah. It wasn't his choice. Yeah. They came back, played one game. I guess he didn't play great. He wasn't horrible. So he's one game of new tape. And last year, he didn't throw a pick. He had like a thirty-one to nothing yeah. TD interception ratio, and and the guy I've heard him compared to, and I haven't watched a lot of him, is McNair. Like he's a really strong. Yeah, he's six three two twenty four, so right. he's he's a bigger dude. Physical guy. Seventeen but, career starts, none against a Division one opponent. Yeah, I would think uh, he's not opponent. a Week one starter though. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's got that's going like to be a long term. Sure. You, you know, there's a projection there that that uh, you know he's going to take time. Right, because I mean he's you don't have a lot to go off of right now. Um, the second offensive lineman off the board. We haven't seen a lot of big-bodied linemen. I know Steeler fans are going to be looking at that. Uh, Rashawn to pick up in, yeah. in the Steeler neighborhood, but it's not the, the number two guy doesn't jump no. off the board. And that's Rashawn Slater uh, for Mel, the guard oh. out of Northwestern. He um, actually, I, I'm, I'm wrong. He is clearly the number two, but, but he's a guard. But yeah, what's interesting about him is he's short. He's a tackle yeah. at Northwestern that opted out, and he kill. He's the only one to shut down Chase Young last year. He's been really, really good at tackle, but most look at him in short arms. He's only six three and a half, maybe six four. Heard even super smart Northwestern guy. Maybe he's a center. Maybe he's a guard. Yeah. But a lot of those guys end up playing tackle because they're better than the tackle you had anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like they kind of said that about Jonah Williams a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number eighteen, another offensive tackle here. That would be Christian uh, Darasaw off out of uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, now he's got your classic tackle size, three mm-hmm. six five three fifteen. He's been rising up boards quickly too. He, yeah, he's, this year has helped him tremendously. Again, a junior, so junior, big know, moldable piece of clay. I mean, I bet he could be a stealer. Yeah, I, mean, I think that could be something they could be looking for. Number nineteen, another tackle. This guy, the uh, and he's actually dropped on Mel's board. This would be Samuel Cosme uh, out of uh, Texas. Texas guy. Yeah, six seven three ten. Mm-hmm. He's almost a. He's been a household name for a long time. I mean, he's been on all the lists. He's been really good. Um, I don't know a ton about him in terms of, except for length and height. He has all those those traits. I don't think he's an exceptional athlete, but he's more of a pass blocker than a mauler. But yeah. He's a first-round tackle. How about I mean, like, this? If he's drafted in the first round, he would be the first first-round player out of Texas since Vince Young. Since forever, right. Vince Young played a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> that was in 2006. Dude, I, That's Texas. We offered him a, We offered Vince Young a scholarship when I was a pit. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Uh, Russo, who you talked about uh-huh. before, Gregory Russo, the defensive end out of Miami, 6'7", 253. Yeah, long. You know, that's, he's, that's exactly what the Bengals have yeah, always yeah, had, yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. That's a that's a loss. But he's another one hasn't yeah. played a snap this year. Yeah, opted out. And but what's interesting, I mean, like I don't know, we take Mel's board with a grain of salt, but he would have been fifth or sixth on Mel's board. Same with that corner, right? From because he didn't Tech. play, you know. And they have to go backwards. You're not yeah. going to go up, right? Other guys you know? have you know done sure. things that have surpassed you. Uh, number twenty one, he has uh, Trayvon Morig, uh, safety out of TCU. They have a pair of really good safeties. I'll tell you what, though, I would have a trouble. I would have a problem taking a, a secondary player out of the Big Twelve. Not the Big Twelve, just uh, in, as a rule of thumb. 
I mean, I know he's a do-it-all, plays around, blitzes, yeah. all that stuff, but that's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, you, you hate to say that that's a strike against you, but it's a strike against you in I mean, my book. It's a style of football you're not going to you, see right. at the next level. Yeah. You know? Uh, number 22, uh, Darian Kendrick, the cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's been rising up board. They yeah. always have one. Yeah. You know? Um, number 23, Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Now, we've mm. seen the Ole Miss wide receivers do quite well. He, this is a guy who wasn't ranked before. Say, he's the exact either, opposite right? of, you know, if, you, if you're, he's not DK Metcalf. He's DK not AJ Brown. Brown. Right. He's 5'9, 185. Mm-hmm. Um, but he leads the country with 86 catches. Has 11, almost 1,200 receiving yards. Having a big year. Yeah. I, I will say what I do know about this receiver class is a lot of people think it will rival these last two, which yeah. is remarkable. So the Steelers might get a really good one in the third round. or You know what I mean? Yeah, if they decide to go that route. He also yeah. leads the uh, nation in missed tackles with 18. Mm, okay. So he's a jitterbug. Jitterbug type dude. Yeah. Another wide receiver, the other LSU receiver, Terrence, Terrence uh, Marshall Jr., uh, 6'3", 200. Um he wasn't a super well-known dude because Chase and Jefferson, Jefferson and yeah were on the, the the awesome team, and now they're both gone. And he's probably another five-star recruit. He's got good size. He's having a really good year. Yeah, uh, another Michigan guy who is a to me uh, high-profile guy who really hasn't produced much. It's Quiddy uh, Pay. He's mm-hmm. number twenty-five on here, six-four, two seventy-two. In three plus seasons, he has eleven and a half sacks. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's uh, uh, Penn State has a dude like that too, and I should know his name off the top of my head. He's got a really short last name too. That's an edge. Both of them are freak athletes. They're going to be awesome testers. They'll probably go to the combine and light it up. Um, but does it match the production on the field type of deal? Yeah, I, I, I want to see a production. Not the, uh, you're talking about Shaka Tony. No, I forget his name. I, I'll look it up in between. But I'm sure many Penn State fans are throwing their iPad or iPad. Yeah. No one's listening to an iPad. Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking uh, for those offensive linemen, I think, you know, we talked to Bob yesterday, Bob Labriol yesterday, and he's like, hey, take you take two offensive linemen in the first three rounds and, you know, start rebuilding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top offensive tackles, according to Mel, we mentioned Sewell, Derisaw, uh, Cosme from uh, Texas. Texas. Uh, Dylan Radna, Raddins from North Dakota, North Dakota State is his fourth guy. I've just heard the name. Yeah. Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama is yeah. number five. Um, you'd be more than happy to get a, an Alabama lineman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all high, highly recruited and, you know, no question about Coached it. Coached well and know what they're doing. From what I understand, I mean, they, the tackle market is superstar at the top, nah, and then a decent group after yeah. that. And they probably all have a ward or two, but, yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, Liam Eckenberg from Notre Dame, number six. Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, number seven. Mm-hmm. Eckenberg's uh, a lot like uh, McGlinchey. Yeah, he's yeah. really long, a um, little nastier than McGlinchey, and not quite as athletic. Yeah, and McGlinchey's been fine. Yeah, he's yeah. 14th pick of the draft or right. something. He's been a starter ever since, and yeah, he's good. Uh, Tra- uh, Tevin Jenkins uh, out of Oklahoma State, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Christensen out of BYU nine and Walker Little out of Stanford at ten. Mm-hmm. He was a big name guy a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the guards after uh, Slater, you got Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State. Yeah, most people consider him the top guard if you depending on where you play. If you're going to yeah, depending where you play Slater, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, number mm-hmm. three. 
Uh, Trey is Smith. Is he like a 320-pound type guy? Big, do they have heights and weights there? Uh, they don't. But Okay. I I, I, don't worry about it. I think he's a, a heavier, mauler. 6'4", 315. Oh, okay. No, that doesn't mean anything. You no, that's that. Get to the combine and be you know, 355. Yeah, knows. or 305. Or yeah. You know. um, I lost my spot. Uh, guard, uh, guard ranking. Supposedly there's some centers in this draft, too. Um, the then you're center. looking at uh, Trey Smith from Tennessee, mm-hmm. Aaron Banks from Notre Dame, uh, Ed Ingram from LSU, Zion Johnson from Boston College, Deontay Brown from Alabama, David Moore from Grambling, and Ben Cleveland from Georgia, the top center. Landon Dickerson from Alabama. Yeah, he's been quite good from my understanding. Same with uh, the Ohio State guy. Number two, Tyler Linder, Linderbaum from Iowa. Mm. Uh, Creed Humphrey, love that name. Yeah, <laughs> Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Um, used to be you took an Oklahoma guard and you expected him to be able to run block. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> Probably not anymore, right? <laughs> Show him how to get into a three-point stance. <laughs> uh, Drew Dahlman from Stanford. Nick Ford from Utah. Trey Hill from Georgia. Josh Myers from uh, Ohio State. Michael Manet. Or is it Minette? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, from Penn State, uh, James Empey from BYU and Jimmy Morrissey from Pitt are your top uh, mm, 10 okay. centers. Pitt's got some guys this year, by the way. Yeah, Pitt's got a bunch of guys. Penn State's mm-hmm. got a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good for them. Yeah, I mean, I'd consider drafting a center. Absolutely. They need, they need to get somebody. And, and if he also can play some guard for you, that's That would be ideal. Yeah. You know, yeah. if a pure center would be hard for me to pull the trigger on because – if only one guy can get hurt for him to see the field, you don't love that situation. But if he's big enough, and that's the thing, he has to be big enough. He can't be one of these two hundred ninety pound centers. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a guy that's, that's capable of you know three oh five and yeah. you know six three three oh five, capable of holding up. We mentioned guard. a few times, like when Haas goes over guard, it's like he'd look very little. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially standing next to Al. Right next to Al. Right. Yeah. It looks like, looks like Al and his little brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get too many uh, yeah. Chris Jones of the world that you got to deal with. I mean, Absolutely. No length and, yeah. yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Steelers talk right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and uh, Matt. The uh, we, we usually do these on Friday, but they're out early this week, I guess, mm. because of the the games. Uh, we got games, of course, tonight and then two on Saturday. Saturday lots Sunday, of lots of action this week. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, so it's the quarterback rankings from All NFL.com. Right. Of course, they, they do the it's Bompari, Blair, Felice, and Parr making their uh, their rankings, and okay. then they go from there. Number thirty two, holding firm. Is Brandon Allen. It's, it's got to be the Bengals situation. Yeah. It has to be. It doesn't matter who they put in there. It's, right. He's 32. So, folks, we're not the only one telling you the Bengals have issues. Yeah. Although, Felice b- didn't vote him 32. He voted him 31. That's, that's the only. Ooh. It wasn't Ooh. unanimous this week. 
uh, because he voted Sam Darnold number 31. That's a little rough. <laughs> or he voted Sam Darnold 32, but Sam Darnold is 31 on this list. I'm a Darnold apologist, but he's a lot better than what's going on in Cleveland and Cincinnati right now. There's just not a lot to work with. No, I not. mean, that, that situation is the building's on fire, and he's standing there holding the, the, the hose with nobody turning it on. Yeah, it's just dripping, right. <laughs> <laughs> Number 30, down four spots, Nick Mullins. Yeah. He, he's been he's, exposed a little bit. He's been exposed, right. Yeah. The system can only do so much, and you know. Yeah, the more tape you get on these guys, the worse it gets. That's mm-hmm. the, it is. Uh, number 29, up two spots. This might be a little rough on this guy. He's played better. Mitch Trubisky. That is a little rough. I mean, I've been hard on Mitch, and I don't take any of that back, but he's been a lot better than Foles, and the offense has worked a lot I think I could find five or six quarterbacks who are worse than Mitch Trubisky right yeah, now, right. playing worse I mean, than him. He's got this reputation of being horrible, but I don't know if that's written in stone quite yet. I actually I have him in my DFS lineup right now for the, Do you really? my, my one that I put in my preview. He's better for fantasy it's than like, real life, there's, too. There's, it was good value. Mm-hmm. I, I can stack him and Allen Robinson yeah, yeah, and yeah. know that I'm going to get points. He throws to yeah. Robinson. Yeah, and nobody else. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, number 28, he jumps into the rankings after not be, uh, playing the last few weeks. That's Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew's a quality player. He's probably better than that, yeah. He's pro- I think Minshew's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick in his career. Probably, yeah. yeah he'll bounce around and, you know, yeah. catch out of games and do some good things and some bad things. Yeah, he'll get, you know, 15 years later, mm-hmm. you know, he'll have a beard, yeah, be a a beard down to his knees. and Right, right, you know. exactly. Uh, 27, down four spots, Cam Newton. Ooh. <laughs> he would be a tough one to rank. I mean, there's no production. He's got five touchdown He's passes. Five touchdowns. If you play. if his name right now, if you if you take away the rushing stats, mm-hmm. which I know you can't, but no, you, sure, okay, that is value. His numbers aren't any different from Sam Darnold's. Hmm. Wow. I mean, he's in a bad situation. He's actually too. throwing more interceptions than Darnold. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he can't do anything. Yeah. I don't know how I'd rank. I mean, their 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 weapons stink, and we've right, known of that. Course. But yeah, it's he's not, not been a successful been good. situation. Yeah. No, that has not been an ex- experiment. They're not going to bring him back. Either, right? I wouldn't think. Yeah, they got to move on. Yeah, uh, number twenty six, Drew Locke, up two spots. He's like him and Trubisky are about the same for me. Yeah, yeah, not that I'm in love with either, but Locke's playing better. Uh, twenty five, Andy Dalton. Okay, <laughs> he's twenty five any year. Same as 10 years ago, he was yeah. 25. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving on. Uh, this is this – is, I, I, number 24 up three spots, Jalen Hurts. Come on. He ran for a bunch of yards. He didn't look out of place. He's completing 55% of his passes. He completed like 12 balls or something. Yeah. Uh, Come that, on, he's that, played one game. That's a bit extreme. Uh, number 23, this guy's also up a spot, which, come on, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah. He didn't look any better this week. He's played – how many games he started now at quarterback? Four or five. He's got four touchdown passes, two interceptions. Yeah. And he doesn't throw the ball down the field at all. Everything no, is – No, I, I mean, I I believe that Peyton thinks he has a chance to be great, but – I believe great, but. I believe I went with Sean Peyton has been smoking. Yeah, I don't If Sean Peyton goes into next season with Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback – Right. It's, it's just not going to work. No. I mean, Sorry. he's – uh, he's much different than Lamar to me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. In terms of passing ability and running. I mean, everything about him. Like, yeah. You, you've got to dedicate yourself to that system. He's not good enough to do that with. I just don't I don't see it either. Uh, number 21, holding firm, Alex Smith. Okay. 
he seems to get a little bit more benefit of the doubt than he deserves. I mean, yeah. everything he's got he four throws. touchdown passes and six interceptions. Yeah, and he never puts the ball in harm's way, and still that's the best he can generate yeah. TD to INT ratio. Uh, number 21, down a spot, Daniel Jones. As he should. But he was playing hurt last week. He was playing week. hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ding him for that game. I'm not either. And they were kind of turning a corner with him before his injury and running him a lot. And then he couldn't run. Yeah, you know that's a problem. He's he's not good enough with the other stuff to get away with that. Number twenty, Teddy Bridgewater down a spot. He's Andy Dalton. Yeah, he should be down there. Matt Ryan falls two spots to nineteen. I didn't think he could go lower. He, he's going lower. I kind of can't defend him anymore. Yeah, it's getting bad. It's throwing throwing the ball away. Yeah, it's getting bad. Looking like Rivers a year ago, you know. Uh, number eighteen. This is up four spots. Tua. I guess. I mean, he played all right. Yeah, I mean, he showed the ability to bring his team back a little bit, in which he had. You know, that's new for him. Yeah, so with no like interceptions. I thought he threw an interception in that game. I don't remember him throwing one. I thought I remembered him throwing one in that game. Uh, number seventeen, up a spot, Jared Goff. Okay. I mean, he can carve you up, or he can look really bad. Yeah. Speaking of which, number sixteen is Philip Rivers. I, I do think Rivers has gotten better and has exceeded my expectations. I thought he'd be a real liability and. Worse than what they had last year. He's been better than that. But he needs to be protected. You know, Number 15. Down seven spots. One Benjamin Roethlisberger. That seems a little rough. If you look at his numbers compared to those of Rivers. He's got oh. 29 touchdown passes. Rivers has 18. Okay. They both have nine interceptions. Roethlisberger has 13 rushing yards. Rivers has minus five. Like, they're, they're, they're not even on the same – I, I, I understand Ben has not played well the last two games, but he's not anywhere near Phillip Rivers right now. No, and how would Ben have played if he had Jonathan Taylor ripping off big yards? 150 big yards rushing, you know yeah. I mean, like, things are getting better. Or it was playing against the, the Raiders. Or against a <laughs> terrible Raiders yeah. defense, right. Uh, number 14 down a spot, Kirk Cousins. You give me a choice right now. You want right. Kirk Cousins running your team, you want Ben Roethlisberger. I'm taking Roethlisberger. Everybody would take Roethlisberger. Yeah. Number 13, up a spot, Matthew Stafford. He's tough for me. He's all he's, banged up. He's all, I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. He's going to play this week, yeah. Game. You know, I, I like the player a lot, but it's tough. Uh, number 12, up three spots, Baker Mayfield. He's playing well. He's played better. He still makes the crucial mistake. Yeah, I mean, two really good games in a row. I mean, I would have arrow pointing up on him. Number 11, down a spot, Derek Carr. Yeah, he just he's doesn't fallen do anything. He doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do anything. I've seen enough. I think he's, that I just know since, the book at this point. He's Kirk Cousins. That's who he is. Yeah, they're they're good enough right. to. He's okay. a little more gifted. Yeah, but right. He's good enough to get you beat. But they're not going to get. They're not going to. You're not going to win with those guys. No, I mean maybe you get a year that it all lines up and. Eli was kind of like that. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah, the, exactly. You know, he had a the defense to has up. to be outstanding. Right, right, right. Yeah. A lot of has to go right. Uh, number 10, back up a spot, Justin Herbert, based off of that game last week where he did nothing. Yeah. I, and I threw mean, a, I, threw I love a, the guy, but he a crucial pick he is that not. should have cost them the game if Matt Ryan didn't also then give it back. Right. I'm excited to watch him tonight, by the way, but they're, his best moments haven't come in the last couple weeks. No, for sure. No. Uh, number 9, up three spots off of that game that he had last week, and I don't get it, Tom Brady. Yeah, he did not he play, didn't play well. Great, right. Yeah. Okay, here's where it gets interesting. Number seven, holding firm, Kyler Murray. And he's starting to look a little bit more like himself. I think he's past the injury. Number Tied at seven, up two spots, Lamar Jackson. 
He's starting to look more like Lamar. I'll buy that. Running-wise, I didn't think he threw the ball particularly well the other day. No, I don't either. But I, I don't still think that's a problem for them. I 100% agree. The passing game worries me. Right. Number six holding firm, Russell Wilson. Okay. I mean, he's had a really good year, but he has not been not as lately, dominant yeah. lately. Yeah. Number five down two spots, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> don't want to have anything around you. <laughs> I mean, that's a rough situation. That's You're really Hanson and no protection and foo. Yeah. Number four, up a spot, Ryan Tannehill. I can't put Tannehill over I can't Lamar either. Russell Wilson. I can't either. I'm I mean, sorry. I know he's playing well. He but. is. He's having a better year than Ben. I'm not going to go there or anything, but I can't put him over Russell Wilson. No. Come on. No. Number three, up a spot, Josh Allen. I can't put okay, I can't put him above Russell Wilson either. No, I just can't. But boy, he's having a year. He's having a great year, but I can't put him above again. Still, he's, he's, he's still turned the ball over fifteen times. True, true. Like nine nine interceptions and six fumbles, and it could have been more than that. They could be. You mentioned this before too. They could be due for a letdown. We got a new number two. Mm. Patrick Mahomes falls falls out of the top spot. Three interception games. Interceptions, game. I guess. Yeah. And he gets bumped down because. You look at what number one is doing. Aaron Rodgers, thirty-nine touchdown passes, four interceptions. It's hard to hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah I mean the guy's ice man. I mean, no mistakes. Yeah, I mean it's hard. Those two stand alone, obviously. But I would put Wilson on their tier, just of who do I not want to play against? Yeah. Who are the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm fine with Rodgers. If, if if it took them drafting Jordan Love in the first round to really tick Aaron Rodgers off and get him locked in, do it again next year. He <laughs> <laughs> drafts another quarterback next year. <laughs> like, just keep doing it, right? <laughs> Trade Love and then draft him again. Or... <laughs> I mean, because he has just been outstanding. That's um, oh, crazy. Yeah, uh, just nuts. He's completing almost seventy percent of his passes, and he does not dink and dunk. That's <laughs> no. He never turns ball over. I mean, Adams even wasn't there all year round. The rest of those receivers, he's turned into a things. bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He's got a, a a real shot at the MVP. It's not just Mahomes. No, I think it's the legit. Yeah, because yeah. they would be nowhere without They'd him. They'd be nowhere, right? Yeah, that's the uh, quarterback rankings on NFL.com. You can check those out there. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to be back with the fantasy football focus right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, it's time for the uh, Fantasy Football Focus, so we will go around the league here and right. see who's practicing, who is not. Remember, there are Thursday and Saturday games this week, so yeah. set your lineups accordingly in addition to the Sunday and Monday games. Yeah, you got to stagger them, though. I mean, if you're waiting on a guy to be healthy Monday night, you might have to make that decision right now. You know, I mean, Yeah, there, there's going to be some decisions right. that you're going to have to make early. Um, David Johnson said he fully expects to be uh, to go this week against the Colts. He, of course, was on the COVID list last week. Uh, said it was just a close contact, mm. uh, so no illness there. Fair enough. I, mean, I guess he's usable. Not doing cartwheels to get David Johnson back no, in the lineup, but you know he gets the ball. He had a surprising Duke Johnson game last week again. They threw him again. When he plays, they throw him the football. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. Well. Well, uh, Duke's not usable anymore. No, he yeah. goes back into 
being hibernation. Duke. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, interesting. Out of uh, Philadelphia, Darius Slay's dealing with a, a concussion uh, and was limited at Thursday's practice. Um, they're playing the Cardinals this week. Mm-hmm. If he can't go, DeAndre Hopkins. The rest of their secondary is yeah. bad. Uh, and they're also uh, Rodney, Rodney McLeod's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avante Maddox uh, is out yeah, with a yeah, knee yeah. injury. Like they're in a bad place. Yeah, yeah, they have a D line, and that's it. They've, yeah, and right now they have a D line Slay, and that's it. And yeah, you know, they have a D line, and that's it. That'd be good for Kyler. It'd be Obviously great for Kyler. Yeah, we were right. we talked about him earlier in the week. How hey, Kyler hasn't been Kyler of right. late. We'll see about that. Yeah, they could they could have some uh, success there throwing the football if uh, especially if Slay doesn't happen. Yeah, that question. Uh, Julio Jones uh, not practicing again on Thursday. Yeah, I would not expect him. him to go. Yeah, no way. there's just I just don't expect that to happen. The great Mo Alley Cox <laughs> with a knee injury did <laughs> right. not practice today. He's obviously not usable, but yeah. yeah. Well, keep according to Pro Football Focus, he's, he's the best number two. He's, he's, he's a right. Yeah, the Pro Bowl tight end. <laughs> Kelsey and him. Yeah, um, James Conner not practicing today. We talked about that. I think he'll he'll play on. You think so? Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about that. Here's one that we talked about earlier in the week, and and uh, this is positive. Uh, Mike Gesicki was limited Thursday, mm. uh, but at least he practiced. I really um, thought there was no chance yeah. to play this week. Last two games, he's gotten wide. 17 targets, which for tight ends is just massive. Oh, yeah. you know, Tua really looks his direction often yeah. and near the goal And line. the receivers are banged up. Right, right, right. Yeah, if he's no, that ab- would be big. Yeah, he's able to big. go. Yeah. He's a top five tight end. I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Parker was limited today with the hamstring, so maybe, he, maybe he's trending like in the right direction. He's got to come in there. Uh, Jakeem Grant also limited, as was uh, Salvon Ahmed. Apparently the entire Dolphins uh, limited. offense is limited. Not surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. uh, if Ahmed uh, is not back, uh, Miles Gaskin remains on the COVID list, uh, looking like uh, DeAndre Washington again. Yeah, I think Breed has been activated, but they don't like him. They, for what? Yeah, they. Yeah, right. I don't know why they they went out and got him, but they no, don't they don't play him. They don't ever play him. I guess it's Washington or Ahmed. Here's an interesting one. Uh, the uh, the Giants placed James Bradbury on the COVID list. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. He's been really good this year. Yes. Um, they get the Browns, and it's not like he'd follow Landry. Probably they do play a lot of the yeah. zone, but he's their best. He's the best guy. Far. Yeah. And the Browns have been throwing the ball well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Curtis Samuel was with a hamstring was added to the yeah, Panthers injury report. He's questionable now for Week 15 against the. Uh, he's Panthers. always an interesting guy for fantasy. He's always a little tough to quite pull the trigger yeah. on. Yeah, you know, he's always a borderline decision for me. Yeah, it does They're not going to have Christian McCaffrey. They would use him if he's healthy. They use him in some of those McCaffrey type things. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets touches yeah. and he's explosive. He's a free agent after the year. I'm curious what team. Pays somebody, him. somebody's, somebody's going to from fall in love with him. Yeah, yeah. Figure out ways to for use him. Or worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. Leonard Fournette, uh, Byron Leftwich, on, uh, who is, of course, now the uh, offensive coordinator in Tampa, hinted that Leonard Fournette would be the Bucks' lead back with Ronald Jones out. Uh, he was inactive last week. That's what you want to hear. You wanted somebody to say it. Exactly. Yeah, that's well said. You know, like, because Lenny was a healthy scratch healthy last scratch week. Yeah. Last week, and then Jones gets hurt. He's not going to play this week, right? And it's got to be Fournette. Yeah. Um, Leftwich said it exactly. He said, uh, he's been great. Uh, he's been here all week putting in the work. He's working since he got here. It's great to have a guy like that who you can lean on. He said the word work 
twice. I wonder yeah. if the work ethic was a little lackluster last week. Well, you know, you for know a guy I mean? like Fournette, you know, Fournette's been a starter. He's been the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, he gets pushed pushed aside with the new team. Like, you know, the expectation was when Tampa signed him, oh, he'll pass Ronald Jones up right, at some right. point. And Jones has been, you know, continuing to get the you know the bulk of the carries. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure maybe he pouted a little bit. Fournette doesn't have the best reputation of being a great team guy and worker anyway. Yeah, so – if yeah, he plays like against oh, the Falcons, yeah. um, I, I, he's an RB2. I think so, too. But I don't think he's a great player. It's just a great situation. It's if a Jones fantastic situation, yeah. yeah. exactly. Um, Drew Brees has taken some first-team reps in practice this week and now has a chance to start against Kansas City. Yeah. I'm going to be reading on the screen he has a ways to go. I don't know. I, I think they're I think they're playing that uh, their little cat I, and mouse this week. I, well said. I mean it's yeah. the Chiefs and they don't have they players. don't have to activate him until Saturday. Hmm. Um you know they that could go right up until Saturday and it's oh hey Drew Brees is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh he's good to go. <laughs> I I think that's exactly what's happening here. I don't think he's going to play though. I don't or know. You do. you think I, I, I'm around. leaning towards he does. Okay, I'm sure he. Just Had they not lost line. last week, I would say, oh, they'll they'll probably yeah. sit him. AFC game, but yeah, they're right up against it for the bye. Yeah, they. I mean, they need to keep winning. Now they need Green Bay to to, to stumble. The little I know about Breeze, and this is true for a lot of athletes, but particularly with him, he is probably nagging them to know. Oh, with no doubt, because this is probably his last year. Right. Right. And so he wants to play every game. He, you know, now all of a sudden Brady has moved ahead of him in the touchdown passes. That stuff matters to him. Oh, lot. there's no doubt. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he's going to lose that if Brady comes back next year. Right. Anyway. But, but if still. he re- if he retires, he's well. I held, I was a touchdown leader when I retired. Right. I was a champ. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that stuff matters to it him. It does. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, with the hamstring and ankle was ex- estimated as limited for Thursday's practice. Um, they play Sunday night. I don't expect him to play. I don't uh, either. They need to win, though. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know which which direction you lean on that one. I, I don't know because McCoy's not that bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's won games with you know in the league, the, and the Browns' defense is not. But if Jones can't yeah. run, I don't think you can play. Him. Yeah, I don't. I think if he can't yeah, protect he himself, that, yeah, you know, because that's his best. That's a weapon that's a right part now. of his game. Yeah. It is. Um. Here's one. If you have Brandon McManus as your kicker, oh yeah, yeah, he is out. He's on the reserve COVID list now, so he's being replaced by a Taylor Russellino. Oh. Um, I don't want to just plug and play that. No, just go pick up some <laughs> kicker. You better pick sure up somebody else. But right, yeah, make a sure point. that's a and that's a Saturday game. That's a Saturday. So don't okay. get stuck that's with Brandon. Yeah, you don't get stuck with Brandon McManus in your lineup and take a zero there. No, that's critical actually. Yeah, uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, with the toe injury, worked on the side at Thursday's practice. He's not going to play this week. I don't week. think he's going to play, yeah. but I'm excited for him to get back. I like him a lot. He's a big part of that offense, but yeah, I don't. They're saying that's a. They're, they're saying it's going to be a game time decision. If he's working on the side now, he's not going to play. No, maybe next week. Maybe, maybe next, next week. week. Yeah, maybe That'd that's fine. Tr- but yeah, he sure screams limited if he's even does dress this week. Right, like, he would not be what you're yeah. here after. I don't think. This is not the droid you're after. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, Alex Smith with the calf injury did not practice again today. Uh, I don't think that he's going to play. I don't either. I think needs if, I, to. if I'm the if I'm the Washington team and I'm sitting there, okay, I know I have to finish ahead of the Giants, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at and saying, okay, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones either. They don't have Daniel Jones. They're uh, a dog in that game yeah. too. I mean, I'm not sure if they the Cleveland beats them, but there's a good chance that they do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Haskins believer either, but I wouldn't mind seeing him play another game. Yeah, you're playing. They're playing the Seahawks. 
probably. You're probably going to lose that game regardless. But, yeah. you know, you should be able to move the ball on offense a little bit. Yeah, I, I tend to think when in doubt with Alex Smith's leg injury, you just say no. Yeah. Considering the history. We mentioned Brandon Allen earlier as the quarterback, the number the mm-hmm. 32nd ranked quarterback in the league. <laughs> uh, he was sidelined today with a knee injury for the Bengals. Okay. I mean, Finley's even worse. He's a 30. He's the 50th. <laughs> he's the 50th. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's behind uh, De- Devlin Hodges and some other guys who are on practice squads. Neither one is dangerous or all that much different, I guess, to even prepare for if you're the Steelers. Allen's a better athlete of the two. Obviously, neither one is anything He can be running for his life. He can run for their life. Right? Yeah. Finley's just a big, tall statue that can't oh, throw. It's just awful. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, Zeke Elliott, sideline today. It remained limited at Thursday for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's in that mold of superstar where they gave him a lot of money recently. Does the owner want to use him up for these kind of games? I lean towards no on McCaffrey's and Julio's and those type of dudes. But if it's not real horrible, I'm sure he'll play. But Pollard's role grows time and time again. Yeah. Like, I I had a – I forget who my my conversation – or who I was picking from, but just like a wide receiver three – or Zeke for my one flex spot, and I put Zeke on the bench. You saying Ayuk? It was Ayuk, yeah. yeah. And, and Deontay Johnson was also was two of those three, and I said, I'm gonna, I think Deontay blows up. I think Deontay's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna get peppered for targets. I was this leaving week. him in there. I didn't bring him up. I think Claypool's my... gonna be fine too this week. He's gonna yeah try to get that fixed as well. <laughs> he's probably right about that. Uh, Kenny Galladay with the hip injury made sidelined for Thursday's practice. He's another one. Yeah. I mean, I actually heard a rumor about him, and it's unsubstantiated. I don't know if it's true or not, but. He doesn't want to play. He's yeah. a free agent at the end of the year. He just shut it down. Situation. No, I don't need. To, I don't have anything to prove. We're not going. Yeah, anywhere. right, right. Doesn't mean a thing to me. Sorry. Um, Alexander Madison returned to practice on Thursday. He's coming back off an appendectomy. Cook's um, gotten so much work. I would think his workload at least gets cut in, into a. Yeah, little. because when when they have both of those guys, he gets you know Madison typically gets five to ten carries a yeah, game. I was gonna say I bet Cook with him out, it's it's, it's been all it's all been all Cook. Yeah. Yeah, and and probably better for the Vikes and for Cook. I mean, yeah. They've asked a lot of him lately. Uh, this is good news for Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph remains sidelined. We've mentioned him a couple times this week. I I think I'm Irv firing Smith's, up Irv Smith yeah, for the DFS lineup. I'm yeah. cool with it. Uh, Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon are both questionable for Week 15 to Saturday. Those Saturday designations came out today. Uh, Lindsay's a hip. Gordon's a shoulder. Um, if you had to lean towards one of those guys playing and the other one not, I would probably lean towards Gordon playing. I like Gordon better for fantasy, and I think he's got a better chance to play. But luckily, that's a Saturday. I mean, if you have either, Mondo. Yeah, you'll know. But if you if one plays and the other doesn't, I'm definitely starting the guy that plays. Oh, yeah, I'm they're going to get touches, yeah. One, but I think that's a good situation for one of them. Yeah. They both play. I'm, uh, I'm a little wishy-washy on it. Uh, Jamison Crowder limited at Thursday's practice with a calf issue. They don't ever move the ball at all. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Nice attractive as he once was even looking at uh, tonight's game uh, Adam Schefter reporting that Mike Williams not expected to play okay. uh, he's also reporting um, the Chargers are concerned that they won't have Keenan Allen tonight as well um, I you know Hunter Henry's on 100% either but you can't you can't start the rookie you can't start Herbert I don't just, think you can start Herbert even against such a great matchup it's, it's a fantastic a matchup yeah too. Boy, Eckler might catch twenty passes if he's healthy that's if the he was he was right. questionable as well they're, they're all kinds of banged up 
Yeah. And a long week coming up, too. I, I bet you lean towards not playing any of them if you're the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, said John Brown won't play Week 15 against the Broncos. He's soon, though. He's soon. Yeah. He's he's practicing now. They get the three-week window to activate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been banged up all year. He has been. It's been I mean, an issue for him. His whole career has been a little bit rough. But yeah. I like playing him when he's out there. Uh, Ekelar is expected to play tonight, according to Tom Pelissaro. Mm. Um Robert Woods was sidelined with a thigh issue. You worried about that one? They played the Jets yeah, this week. You could really shut him down and be okay. Yeah, that's what you worry Dan about. Jefferson and yeah, if you're if you're going into your fantasy the games, Rams, week, I don't like, need him to win. You They're favored what? by like seventeen and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'd be real worried. But if if that happens, then do you, do you grab Josh Reynolds? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think he'd be. I a, think Reynolds is good. He'd be a good, a, a nice replacement there yeah. to, to throw in there. So if uh, he's sitting Reynolds there, Reynolds is going to get paid this offseason. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he, he's going to make some money. Yeah. Um, James Robinson was limited. On wow. What? I mean, he's, he's like got the only guy you can count on. He's dealing with a knee issue, so keep an eye on that as well. Okay. They don't. They really don't have a backup. No, there's not. Ozigbu's there is the next guy. Yeah. We haven't seen any of him. I mean, no. Robinson gets like every touch. Every touch. Right? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the that would hurt report. fantasy owners a bit. I mean, people, he's been a savior for people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, tonight's game, I can't start any Chargers. Are you starting Carr over Herbert. <sighs> Jacobs isn't one hundred percent. I mean, if I had to start one of the two, I'd lean towards Carr, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't love it. Waller, I love. Yeah. Do you love Henry with those other guys out? I guess it's not so bad. And, and Eckler is going to play, so he's going to. You're going to play him. He's going to get peppered with targets, without question. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a good feel for tonight's game. I don't have any. I don't have any feel for it. I yeah, mean, both I, of I've these teams are checking out all day. Many people would ask me about it. I don't have a. The Chargers don't know how to win, and the Raiders are the Raiders. They just they look terrible. They've lately. looked awful. They've looked, yeah, and their defense is really really bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, We're going to take a break. We come back with uh, more Steelers talk right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, as we do every week, we will go through the uh, the Bengals position by position and compare them to what the Steelers have here. Yeah. And I just think so people get a better idea of what since he has. Who, yeah, I know we did this too often, but we know. did this five weeks ago with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Well, things have changed a little bit. And not for the better. And not for the better. Right. Maybe for either right, team. Yeah. True. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. And you could go around the league and probably find a lot of that. Right. I mean, people fall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a rough game. Uh, so, at quarterback, it is Brendan Allen who is questionable this week. As yeah. we said, he just he did not practice today. 
And then Ryan Finley. One note about both those guys. They both stink. They both are really bad. <laughs> Allen has very small hands. You know, just like, you know, there's going to be some degree of weather. I, I think TJ Watt gets like three sacks in this game. I'm thinking about fumbles in the pocket. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff, too. This if game's going to be a scramble. This is going to be ugly. I think it's going to be Like, really this is going to be a turn the game off at halftime. Steelers um, have a point to prove. A yeah. lot of people across the country that don't watch the Steelers like we do will be. Turn the game off at halftime. I'm yeah. going to bed, hon. You know, right. Unfortunately, I'll be stuck there in the stadium watching the oh, the, yeah, yeah. the massacre. <laughs> it running back, Joe Mixon remains on IR. He will not be back for right. this game. Uh, so it's Giovanni Bernard, it's Samaj P. Ryan, and Travion Williams. Travion Williams got most of the run last yeah, week. Yeah, so he's starting to kind of step up. And yeah. he's got some ability. He's not super, he's not super big, but had a little bit of a track record in college. And I think he was a fifth-round pick, so he's not a nobody. Yeah. Uh, what running back room would you rather have? Neither is particularly great. I mean, yeah. Well, we just said that they have fewer 10-yard runs yeah. than the Steelers, and they had Joe Mixon for half the season. <laughs> and it looks like Geo's like, worn down already. Yeah. He he's that much out of him, but that's just what he does. I mean, he's tiny. He's, and he's I'd, rather have the, I'd rather have the Steelers. I would, too, just because Connor. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, it's Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, uh, with Alex Erickson backing them up. Uh, John Ross, no surprise there, is on IR. Sure. There's talent there. That's a good group. It's a good group. Right. Boyd uh, and Higgins are the part of the long-term plan yeah. with Burrow. Green is on his last legs. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back. Yeah. I, mean, I think he'd be a long shot. I think Higgins could be a star. Um, but I wouldn't trade him for the Steelers guys. No, I wouldn't you either. Know? I mean, that's a, that's a good uh, boy. That's Higgins, their best position. Group, yeah, I bet without a doubt. Yeah, that's their question. that's their number one position group. The tight ends are Drew Sample, Seathan Carter, Mason Shrek. Uh, C.J. Azuma is now on IR. Azuma is a, a quality player. Sample's more of a blocker, but they they used a second round pick on him. He's okay. I mean, like Steelers could use Drew Sample. I mean, yeah. he'd, he'd play for the Steelers, but I'll take Ebron over those guys. And yeah, McDonald's too. The offensive line. It's not so good. Oh, my God. Uh, Hakeem Adenji is now starting at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin Spain at left guard. They just picked him up off the scrap heap. Yeah. Trey Hopkins at center. Alex, He's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Redman at right guard and Bobby Hart at right tackle. It's bad. They like Bobby Hart. No one else does. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of their probably their second best lineman now. BJ Finney can't get on the field. I for don't them. understand the Finney situation. I, I don't either. I mean, uh, he got traded. Did, has he done something wrong since we knew him last? Maybe they deal, just or? don't. You know, because he hasn't been quote unquote in the system, right? Um, but he's better than some of these guys that they're starting. He's be one of their into. I mean, maybe not not as good as Hopkins at center. He's better but he's than Quentin Spain. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, come on. Spain's a big round, top heavy guy. Yeah, yeah. So he Cam's going to eat. The, the entire Steelers front is going to eat oh, this yeah. week. Yeah, they have no advantages. Um, on defense, the left defensive end is uh, Sam Hubbard at defensive tackle now with uh, with D, both DJ Reader and Geno Atkins are on right. IR, which looked like a pretty good pair going into yeah. the season, right? And they're both on IR, as is Rennell Wren. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of their backups. Fourth-round pick or something yeah. a couple years ago. Um, so it's Christian Covington, Xavier Williams, and then Carl Lawson at the right defensive end. I like Lawson and Hubbard. Yeah. That's a, a good pair. Good young players, but they're not right. They're not being productive. No, no. And they're early in the they're season. They're more rotational yeah. guys, too. They I shouldn't mean, be playing players. as much as they are. It'd be yeah. nice if they had three of them and they all played 66% of the snaps type of deal. Yeah. Um, and they're good, but they're not great. And there's – much better edge guys around the league, and the D tackles are problematic. They're just uh, Mike Daniels is backing up a, 
on this. I don't know what happened to his career all of a sudden he, too. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants anything to do with him anymore. Yeah, he might. I mean, he must might be shot. Yeah, there's something going on. Tim and Marcus Hunt behind the, those two guys. That, uh, I forgot they even had him. Yeah, because he's been coming. Gone. They drafted him and then he left and then he's back. Yeah, it's bad. He's another one. Yeah, it's they're bad. just recycling people. Uh, at linebacker, it's Jermaine Pratt, mm-hmm. uh, Logan Wilson, and Josh Bynes. Uh, yeah. Wilson is questionable this week. Uh, Wilson Nobody's is, really Wilson is questionable, period. Yeah, he's questionable on his best day. This is one of the games where, and I don't know if Vince Williams makes it back or not, mm-hmm. but even with Avery Williamson, Avery Williamson's the best inside linebacker. He'd be the best Bengals linebacker. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I still take the Steelers group, but that's we haven't amazing. taken the, We haven't taken the Steelers group very often this year. Not a linebacker, that's for sure. Yeah. This group's really bad, and they've been bad for five years. And they've used a couple picks, but nobody's – they're not hitting on anything. No, it's 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 pretty bad. Cornerback, you got Darius Phillips and William Jackson. Um, Mackenzie Alexander's now backing up. Uh, Trey Wayne's still on IR. Tony mm-hmm. Brown on IR. Uh, and Mackenzie Alexander will be their slot. He's the slot, yeah. yeah. And he's a quality guy. They paid a lot of money for him and Wayne's from Minnesota. Mixed, mixed results. I think Jackson's back to playing pretty well. You know, that he... Would be a welcome addition to any team. The Steelers lit him up the last yeah, time. Sorry, but he had a really rough game yeah. against the Steelers, and then the other corners aren't so great. They're either. not very good. Yeah, the pass rush doesn't help. And yada, <laughs> yeah, yada, 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 I mean yada, I, right? that's the thing. You don't know how good these corners are because there's no pass rush. No, there's none. No, I mean it is a team. You can't game. cover forever. You can't cover forever. It's a team game, and you got to remember the situation these guys are in. And man, you know, bad football lends to more bad football, and just rolls. At, on down at this point now, these guys are going to be going. Okay, our offense can't score more than ten points. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's a much worse situation than the Steelers a year ago. Yeah, you know I mean? right. I mean, like, it's just hopeless. Because you're not even in it. We're not even in it. <laughs> we don't have any wins. We get our heads beat in every week, and the offense is going to help us. Like, this is uh, this is just too challenging. Uh, the safeties are Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Not a Bates bad, a very good player. Yeah, Bates is a good player. Uh, Sean Williams comes off the bench. Um, I think Bates is our best defensive player. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I would. I, would well, I mean, Jackson would be. Yeah, Jackson's in the conversation. Would be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lawson is in that conversation as well. Yeah, he's. he's but again, should be a right. should be more of a rotational guy. Like mm-hmm. if 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 Carl Lawson was with the Steelers right now, he'd be starting. It'd be it. Ideal, right? He'd be. Yeah, he'd be starting it in, in place of Bud. Yeah, and he would have got a lot of snaps with Bud and yeah. TJ as a rotational guy, and yeah, you know, yeah, he'd play for anyone a lot of snaps. Yeah. But if he's your best guy that the world protections to <laughs> and all those things. Again, right. it's just the downhill, the snowball effect of yeah. badness. Actually, in the last game, I thought I thought Lawson, uh, Villain the Wave had his hands full with Lawson. Yeah, and he can get low. Yeah. You know, it's, Al has to get down to his level, which is difficult. Right. Kind of a Harrison-type situation. That was yeah, the one spot was. where I looked at it and go, okay, they had some issues there. but I wouldn't it, be shocked if he does again. Yeah, but yeah. if that's the only spot where you – I mean – if that's it. If that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know it exists. Stepping up against those D tackles isn't that that scary either. You know? Yeah. It's it's not a good group. No, it's not. And they're on the field all the time. The punters, Kevin Hubert, Randy Bullock is the uh, kicker. Alex Erickson's a guy on the yeah. kicks that can do some things. Who's their punt returner? Williams or something? Uh, they use like Erickson. Okay. Um, he's also – he's Wilson, Brandon Wilson. Wilson. That's who I yeah, Brandon Wilson is a, is a, a kick returner. Yeah, they use both of those guys interchangeably. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're not bad. No, I mean one thing they're explosive under Taylor. They've been very good on special teams overall. You yeah, know? I mean that's that's one area that I'm a little concerned about. Like maybe they break a big return or block a kick or something like that. And but even at that, okay, it's, it's one. But one they score. need two things. They yeah, they, they need, need two, multiple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's just 
I mean, the Steelers offense could sputter and sputter and sputter, but the other side, you know, is going to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah but... There's not much to get excited about there. There really isn't, and again, it's much different than the last time. Just again, they played just five weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, and since there was a lot then, more optimism around the Bengals back then. Yeah, since then, Burrow's gone on IR. Um, Azuma's gone on IR. Mm-hmm. Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams has gone on IR. DJ Reader's gone on IR. Geno Atkins yeah, has gone on IR. Yeah. I mean, those that's are foundational. Those players. are the. Those are the maybe their five best players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the most important. Yeah, I mean, maybe not all their like, it, but they're in the five five of their top ten players for sure. Not to mention Mixon. Maybe yeah, who him up. hasn't played in he hasn't you know played forever. Yeah, I mean, they just gave him huge money. He's a very good player. Yeah, it's it hasn't gone well outside their control, and they weren't that good to begin with. They weren't that good. They didn't have a lot of depth. They had no. they had a few guys that allowed them to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but not. I wonder if their off season will look like. I mean, will they, they go? They're going to have money, but I would hope they'd go spend on three or four free agents. They, they spent. They spent this year. And, I know. So you know, they did this year. So I mean, do they look and go? Well, we spent money on on DJ Reader and Trey Waynes, and that didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so kind we're of not going to do that again. Kind of the way ownership thinks there. That's the way ownership right. thinks. Right. That's the two corners yeah. and Reader, and we showed the worst defense out there. Right. You it know? didn't get better. You said you said if we spent money on these guys, it was going to get better, and it didn't. But if you could convince ownership to give me a starting middle linebacker, I mean. Doesn't have to be Dick Butkus. I mean, just give me a starting middle linebacker and a starting guard. Yeah, we'll draft the tackle and we'll get other stuff. You know, and th- those positions have just been so bad for so long. Yeah, I, I, you know, even again, you're not going to fix this with just the draft. No, no. Even with an early pick and Penny Sewell, yeah. that's great. It's a premium position, and but he's one guy. He's one guy, and, and he okay. So he get, he allows you to move. Uh, you know, you get better two spots probably for the long term. Great, great, but you still got problems in the interior, mm-hmm. and you're, that doesn't fix your defense. And the, and the overall depth is still bad. That's you know? A, you know when you're picking in the top ten like that. It, I get it to, to get that if you're going to get a chance to draft Jonathan Ogden or, or sure, you know sure. Orlando Pace, one of these guys. That's great. Oh yeah, but they're not guys who make splash plays for you. No, I hear you saying right. You know, you're drafting in the top ten. You're drafting third. You know, you want to get a guy who's going to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. A guy who's you know, you want to get Joe Burrow. Yeah, you want to get Joe Burrow. Now, well, now you got to protect Joe Burrow, so I get it. Or Chase Young. But yeah, he's not. A, he's not a guy that that makes you like fear. Yeah, he makes yeah. you better on game day, but he doesn't Much. make you. You know, I wow, you're really good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, you get a guy like Burrow, it made them a much better football team. Right. They were harder to play against. Does a, a left Does a left tackle make you a much better football team? I don't know. It's kind of a the bricks and mortar of the house. Right. right. You, you know, have to build it. that foundation. Need you need it. But, yeah, man, yeah. if you could get that in the you know, first pick or third pick of the second round, okay. But if all of a sudden they have a running game now, well, then everything starts falling apart. Right. You know That's I mean? the thing. Yeah. yeah. Mixon's breaking off eight yard runs behind Sewell. You know, like, oh, okay, now we. I remember what that used to be. But man, like. when I'm picking in the top ten, I, I, you know, I hear you. Like the, you know, with the, the team that took, you know, when the, when Eric Fisher was the number one pick in the Ooh, draft, it's yeah, like that's rough. You know, is that really what you want to do with the they number one pick in the draft? Tackle, really? Yeah, in a bad, bad draft. Yeah, I historically those guys rarely bust though. I mean, true, Sellies and Ogden's yeah. and Walter Jones and those type of dudes usually do well. Yeah. You know, because they're freaks. But it's just a hard sell to your fan base. Like, oh, yeah. hey, let's get excited. We got to tackle. We're going to get a Sewell jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I've covered plenty of those kind of, like, plenty of draft Steelers drafts. And if they may do it this year, mm-hmm. where the first pick is, a, is an offensive lineman and the second pick is a defensive lineman, and people are going, 
and neither one's projected to start right off the bat. Yeah, right. So, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, got to get excited right. about this, and you end up writing about the the sixth-round quarterback that they took, you know. <laughs> right, the <laughs> that's the one every, That's the guy everybody's Matt, excited yeah, about, yeah, you know. And, and even, like, when you had a preseason, okay, they watch them and – they don't know what they're even watching. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, like he's, get beat, he's playing second team straight. and he's getting run over, right. you know, because the guys beside him stink too. Right. Know? And it's not like that he's going to – his highlight tape's not going to be fun. Right. No, I hear you. Yeah, it's that tough. That could be in the Steelers' future too. It's tough. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Speaking of that Steelers offense, uh, we're going to hear from Randy Feekner uh, nice. er, uh, in the next segment. Uh, he spoke with the media earlier today. We'll play that back for you right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. The most hated man in Pittsburgh right now. As uh, usual, yeah. is the Steelers' offensive coordinator. They say, of course, Randy Feekner. Uh, we spoke to him earlier today. Uh, lots of questions uh, to Randy in regards to what's going on with the Steelers' offense. I found it over the years, being the Steelers' offense coordinator doesn't really endear you to the, fu- the public. Does all not, no. The last 50 years. Well, they've so. all played Madden, and everything works on Madden. Everything better, right. Yeah, right. So, but uh, anyways, here's, <laughs> what, uh, here's what Randy Feekner had to say when he spoke uh, with the media earlier today. Um. First up, let's go to Mike Rizzuto, DBE. Hey, Randy. Uh, a lot of people that talk about football for a living are saying that uh, defenses have your short passing game figured out. Is that the problem, or are you guys, for whatever reason, leaving plays on the field the last two, three weeks? Well, I think you, you probably answered it yourself. I mean, uh, you can't – if you're going to throw the football, you got to catch the football. And uh, that goes hand in hand. So – uh, you know, if we talk about running the ball and uh, efficient runs are four plus, uh, if we're going to throw short and have the opportunity to run long, the short aspect of that has to be caught for four. And um, whatever we get after that is is bonus. Um, that's just kind of keeping you on schedule. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's uh, that you've caught on to it. It's just a matter of, you know, we got to make our plays. Tim Bed is true. Randy, um, according to what Mike said during his press conference, he's confident in the offensive line's ability to hold up longer if you guys have more intermediate to deep passing routes. And Ben certainly sounded yesterday like he wasn't worried about his health. So with those two factors being known, why don't you try more intermediate to deep shots? And um, why haven't you been more effective when you've tried them? Well, maybe just because there hasn't been as many allocated to it practice time uh you know i think whatever you missed in uh in that little three week uh time of walkthrough uh playing not playing games being moved i i think back to just repetition of throwing and catching uh for our guys um uh, that's not an excuse but if there would have been one area you would have backed off of that uh, would have been potentially throwing the ball down down deep balls. I mean, you know, whether you're talking about big ends or you're talking about uh, posts or you're talking about goes. So, um, you know, having this week where we actually get to uh, back to a semblance of a real week, um, 
you know, we, we worked on that yesterday. We'll continue today. Uh, we get a couple more good days of practice, and so it'll be an area of emphasis. Dale Wally, DK. Randy, uh, it, it, some of it is where Ben's throwing the football um, in terms of the, the deep balls. I think he's 5 of 43 throwing downfield to his right, but he's uh, 14 of 26 to his left. Is that something that, that, that you look at and say, okay, what can we do to kind of, if he's struggling throwing a certain pass, can you adjust your offense to make sure that he's throwing the ball where he's been better throwing the football? Yeah, you can to a point. Uh, sometimes um, uh, defenses dictate, you know, by, by how they rotate coverage, by how maybe they rotate a safety. Um, so it can't always be determined. Uh, you can't control it 100%. Um, I would say that uh, part of that equation would be to who you might be throwing it to uh, might be involved in that equation as well. Um, some guys do a little better job of maybe holding a little more space and or red line um, uh, so that the ball can be dropped in bounds and, and have a chance for a play. Um, I would I would say that um, uh, he's more than capable of throwing the ball down the yard and making plays. We have enough guys that can actually go up and make a play. I think we probably have done it less than most. Um, just those numbers alone might might say that. Um and that might be an emphasis for us moving forward. So um, I'm not afraid to throw it deep. Uh, I think a couple of weeks back we started uh, we started the game, and uh, you know, I think it was Washington, and we went and, and we're going to attempt to throw the ball down the yard. So um, it can be as early as the first play, and definitely can be the last play. But uh, it's something that we've got to uh, keep working and getting better at because they create chunks and. Uh, chunks are what you need to kind of sustain drives. You know, it's, it's awful hard to, to put together a drive like what happened in Tennessee. You know, we I think we had it 18 plays. We had to overcome two penalties. It's just an awful lot of plays to try and keep getting the first down and then having to get a third down and then have to get another third down. And, you know, the chunk plays eliminate a lot of that. And that's where I think uh, we may be missing right now. And you're not going to create a chunk play if you're throwing short and dropping a potential run long. So, you know, I look at some of the short balls that we throw, uh, quote, unquote, dink and donk type balls. Uh, a lot of those balls come out running and they, they become chunk plays. And uh, if we're not making those plays consistently, then you're taking away another opportunity for a chunk. For prior ESPN. Hey, Randy, I'm curious. I know Ben likes to be in the spotlight and, and maybe not the spotlight, but doesn't mind the pressure and shouldering the load offensively. But is it possible that this offense has been relying too much on Ben when, you know, the run game has kind of disappeared and, and all of that? I mean, are, is is too much of this on Ben at this point in the season? Do you guys need to diversify the offense more? Well, I think you always want to be, you know, as diverse as possible. Um, you know, I would shy away from wanting to probably take too much out of uh, Ben's hands. He's the most experienced and, and, and quite honestly, uh, our best football player. Um, he has a lot of insight into uh, all, all levels of the game. I think uh, we've got to do maybe a little better job of uh, being more consistent and efficient in our runs. Um, you know, we've looked at certain play actions and some things to uh, uh, potentially create maybe more chunks down the field as well. So, um, he hasn't been resistant to anything. 
Uh, he's been unbelievably uh, wants to be coached. He comes in with ideas. He he studies overnight. We he he hits me with Texas and and you know a bunch of different things that uh, that he'd like to do, think about doing, and that type of thing. Uh, I'm just I'm kind of excited about just being on a real week schedule um, because there is maybe some flow to be able to do that. Um, the rush of some of the past weeks, uh, you better get committed to doing the things that you feel most comfortable to do because you really didn't get the practice reps versus uh, maybe the looks that you were anticipating for that week. So, like I said, I, we can do everything a little bit better. Uh, me, him, our staff, our players, everyone can do something better. And, and we know how to do it right. We've done it right. Um, if you call it a low, maybe it, maybe it was, and maybe it is at this point. But, shoot, we can get out of that too. Great, Petropano, Post-Gazette. Randy, what would account for a quarterback being inaccurate to the right as opposed to the left? It seems like a lot of Ben's balls are actually going out of bounds to the right. And as Dale mentioned, you know, not so much uh, when he throws left. Well, he may be, a, you know, just if you look at feet and just see if you're not, you know, opened up enough, uh, possibly. Um, you know, shoulder turn, things like that. Sometimes even protection, um, you know. What is the feel of the protection and at what time as you know you're having to throw it uh, sometimes um, it, it if you're if you're feeling that pressure and, and maybe it's a little softer on your right side you may have hesitancy to maybe slide away from it now you're sliding away to a side you're throwing the ball so the firmness might not be as great uh, or even potentially uh, the idea that uh, you might have short on um, you know uh, so I think some of that all goes into the equation as well. Um, like I said, I think a lot would have to do, and, and we talked about this, about maybe who's running certain patterns on which side. You know, um, some guys uh, get clean releases. Some guys um, uh, maybe never uh, top a defender. And so that opportunity for a jump ball uh, is, is there. And so that ball placement is so much more critical. Um, but it isn't it's, – it's, you can practice it. Uh, we go out and today we're going to, we'll throw deep balls today and we'll do it individual and there won't be a defender on them. Okay. And we won't tangle anyone's legs up and be falling, falling down 30 yards down the field. But uh, it, it does give you that sense of uh, timing and rhythm again, and potentially uh, just the idea of seeing the throw and catch and the adjustment by a receiver. So we, 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 we know we've got to get back to that. We know that in any one given year, since I've been here, um, the opportunity to throw the ball past the sticks and, and possession downs is is critical to us. Um, you know, and being able to take shots on first and second down has to be completed um, at, a, at a greater rate. And Bouchette, the athletic. Hey, Randy, everybody uh, has noted how uh, quickly Ben's been getting the ball off um, faster than anybody in the league. Did you go into this year with a plan to do that? And why? Was it to protect him, keep him from getting sacks? What was the reason? Well, I think a lot of things go into that play. I think, um, one, it speeds his decision-making up and he gets committed. I think, two, um, we believe in, in our young wide receivers that have potential run-after catch ability. Like I said, I, I don't always think you have to throw it over their heads 30 yards. If you can throw it five yards and into the right type of guy that can either – uh, make a guy miss and or uh, break a tackle. Next thing you know, there's that 30 yards. Um, I do think it is um, a collective great 
opportunity to eliminate lost yardage plays. I think you eliminate some holding calls. I, I think you eliminate, um, you know, things that sometimes set your drives back. It's awful hard to overcome that sack of eight. Um, it's hard to overcome uh, that holding call because maybe you held the ball and, and you tried to scramble around and make some plays like we've all seen Ben do forever and ever. Um, he made one again the other day. I mean, he's capable of all still doing that. Um, but I think in, in general, um, he's making quick decisions. He sees where he wants to get the ball out of his hand. And um, like I said, we've been very, very good at protecting Ben. Uh, he's been good at protecting himself. What's, what's missing uh, right now is just maybe a little more consistently catching the football. And if you do that, uh, by all, um, we probably aren't having these discussions. So we know where we know where um, where we have to improve and where we have to eliminate the negativity, and that's what we're attempting to do this week. Well, great, Associated Press. Randy, I, I think from before your first game as coordinator, I, I said I hope you like being the most second-guest guy in the city, and you laughed. And I said, I, you said I guess we'll see. I'm just sort of curious, how do you handle the the noise when things aren't going well, and have you changed your are you preparation, you know, especially last few weeks in terms of trying to, to look for different ways to find answers? Well, we're always looking to find answers. Um, I don't always hear the noise because I'm not sure where it's all come from and that type of thing. And truth is, I, I, I would hope I wouldn't ride a roller coaster of it. Um, you know, I'd be the first to say that, one, I want to win every game. And, and up until two weeks ago, we were. And and um, that's been the number one goal for for me in, in working here um i do think that um you know we'd love to be more balanced we'd love to be able to to uh, like i generally would say run it when we want to run it throw it when we want to throw it and execute in the possession downs and red zones and, and and be consistent you know i think what gets disappointing is you know two weeks ago we weren't consistent in the red zone last week we were consistent in the red zone just weren't down there enough to you know three weeks ago we were really great on third down and then last week we weren't good on third down and so maybe just trying to find that consistency all the way through um you know we don't probably have to be the best at any one of those but we can't be the worst once and then the the, the best the next day i, I believe the consistency has got to start coming through um and like I said, I, I would bet if we went back even early in the season, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that either, uh, just consistent in every facet of the game. But it, but it felt like uh, you were more medium than you were um, you know, hot and cold. All right. I only have time for one more, guys, so I'm sorry if I didn't get to you. Mark Caballi, The Athletic. Hey, Randy. Uh, when you decide to uh, sit down Deontay like you did in the first half, is there – any thought of you might lose him as in, you know, lose him mentally for maybe more than just the game, maybe lose him for, you know, a couple of weeks because it's tough to handle taking a benching like that. Well, you know, Deontay is, a, um, he wants to win and he wants to, he wants to do things right. Um, uh, he, he, he was uh, very professional about it. Uh, I knew that at any one given time, we probably could have walked over after a series and said, Hey man, let's go, let's get back in there. Let's go. I patted him on the ass before we went in um, to the, gosh, I probably shouldn't say it like that, but I, but on the way in, I said, Hey man, we're going to be okay. And uh, get yourself ready. Cause you're going to start the second half and let's go. Um, he, he's more than capable. He is an awesome uh, guy with football in his hand. 
And uh, I just think that, you know, from uh, whether concentration, whether it's, um, uh, you know, maybe young guys not practicing uh, leads to some of this. Um, I don't know. But I know one thing. He had a hell of a practice yesterday. And I couldn't have been more proud of him. And, um, and I think uh, as you move forward, uh, I think that you'll see um, a really consistent uh, Deontay. All right. Thank you so much, Randy. That was Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Feekner, uh earlier today with the uh, assembled media, including myself. And I, I did ask him about some yeah, of those numbers that we, that we talked about, about right. on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, actually, uh, on the deep balls. And you, you heard his answer there. Um, you know, yeah, some, they need to hit some of those, but the defense knows that too. Yeah, right, right. I mean, there's no secrets. People forget really, that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people on opposing coaching staffs breaking you down, and they know what you do well. And I do know that you know, and we all know, you know. And right. sometimes you, you confuse people, but you got to execute them. You got to execute. That's what it comes down to. And, and, and he kept coming back to the drop passes. That's good. Um, you know, if you're if you're going to be a short passing team, um, you have to complete eighty percent of those. Yeah. You can't, you know, can't right. be sixty percent. Yeah, I mean, the Brady's and Breezes of the world, and that's not a knock on Ben. It's just high completion percentage guys right you know, that's yeah, why those guys complete 70 percent of their passes yes, absolutely and then they'll and then, then they'll take some shots but their average depth of targets were low right I mean, so that adds up anyways that's going to do it for today's show we'll be back tomorrow to uh wrap up uh the week here and get uh, more on in, in intense on this game uh make our picks and do all that fun stuff absolutely. uh but uh for matt williamson for uh, jacob here on site keeping us on the air i'm dale lolly we thank you for listening to this edition of the drive on Steelers Nation Radio.